Fellas. Everybody in the building? Yes, sir. How y'all feeling? Everybody can hear good? Yeah. Hell yeah. Good. Everything's good, sir. Well, you know, like always, welcome, welcome back to Spark That Talk Podcast. It's your boy Jones. And your boy Jay Latta. Yes, sir. Today we're sitting right here with Randy Savvy, aka Compton Cowboys. I like the boy, man. You know, yes, sir. Right now, I got okay, my, hey, uh, I got my Compton Cowboys fitted on. You know what I'm saying? Matter yeah, of fact, hold on. Man. I gotta get my vibe. Let me throw my cowboy hat on right quick. Yeah, do that. I'm gonna have to have to cop me one of those. What a cowboy hat or what? Nah, uh, Compton Cowboys hat. Oh yeah. Now we more like it, baby. That's right. Now we get vibes. <laughs> nah, we got the vibe. Hey. Me, yeah, niggas need them Compton Cowboy hats at one time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they yeah, man. You know, you just get them things online, everything online. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Website. Bob yes, Poppins. sir. Yes, sir. Online. So what, what's what's really good, Randy? Say what's going down over there? My boy, tell me what's going on. Man, everything is happening. It's an incredible day today. It's April 28th, officially. We got our publishing date. It's live. We just launched these sure. bad boys today. We got the Compton Cowboys official hardcover copy published nice. by William Morrow Books at HarperCollins. It's out today worldwide. This is three years in the making. Uh, incredible work by our whole team got to get this done, and I'm holding it in my hand. And it's just a, you know a special moment, and uh, we celebrating. You know, we we celebrating big vibes. You know, what I'm saying, and we, we we love that fact that we also have the Young Readers Edition, which is oh, a it for the kids, you know. It's oh, that's for the kids. Yeah, it's for the young. What they, what, what, what it's for um what we call young readers, which oh. is you know middle to high school, uh, you know reading the reading audience, you know. So this is one that will be in the schools and the school text school libraries. You know what I'm saying? So and tell then, us, tell us what's the difference between the books then? If you have another version, is it like the wording is different? It's just a little bit different wording. Um, it's a more the the young readers edition is a little redacted uh, as far as the vulgarity of the of the in, in, you know like in, in music when you have the explicit content version and you have the clean version. Right. So you know I would equate it to that. The the regular book is just you know the full full blown you know original text explicit as it may come very edgy very uh off the wall and then the young readers kind of redact some of the really hardcore uh vulgar edgy stuff of it but you know we're unapologetic about the <clears throat> about the uh, about the uh the vulgarity because that's the whole point right like we're we're these edgy cowboys you know what i'm saying we're coming from a different side of the track you know what i mean so right. our book is a little bit more wild you know you got gangster references in there you got hoods in there you got stuff well, before you get too deep in that fam Tell the people first off who don't really know about the Compton Cowboys in the first place. Let them know who y'all are, where y'all from, and what y'all got going on over there. Before we dive too deep in the book. Absolutely. So Compton Cowboys is a collective of lifelong friends that grew up together riding um, in the Compton Junior Posse, which is a nonprofit youth organization uh, founded by my auntie Maisha Akbar back in 1988. That uh, the sole purpose of that was to use horseback riding and keep kids off the streets in the uh, in the Vietnam in '88, and so 
the Compton Cowboys represents essentially like we're in a, we are an alumni club of that organization. We're all grownups now, but we, we were kids. That's the, that was the organization we rode together in. We all basically got our equestrian background, lifestyle, you know, all together in uh, the Compton Junior Posse. So the Compton Cowboys represents different collective of, of different individuals that came in one point or another over a certain generation of of, of of kids that came through the program so now we're all grown-ups in our 30s 20s and 30s and uh we just want decided to we, we wanted to pay it forward to the next generation of kids so we just adapted a new modern model of how to keep it going you know make it make the cowboy cool and and, and dope and fresh but also while continuing that same messaging of community uplift, togetherness, positivity, and agriculture, and, 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 and nature, and environmental uh, love. So that's what it's all about. Nice. Now, the book has officially hit the streets. Um, what was the process of this book like? When did you guys decide it was time to write a book? Well, we started, I remember one of our first big media breaks was New York Times story that was done in 2018 by our boy now, who is also the author of our book, Walter Thompson Hernandez. He reached out through Instagram, random, you know, cold, cold call type situation. Like, hey man, you know, I grew up in the area. I used to love seeing you guys riding around on the horses and I just got hired at the New York Times and I'm the only melanated face in the building over here, if you will, you know, so he's whole, he's over at the times where, you know, the, the times don't hire young niggas, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> to right, be reporters right. out there on the front line. So he was just a young cat in the culture like us, but he just happened to be over at the New York times, which is obviously a major media platform, if not the biggest major media platform in the United States. And he was like, man, I want a story that represents where I'm from and what I'm on, what I'm all about. So he reached out with that, and I was like, absolutely, man, we, you know, let's do something. So he came through. He just came through, took, taking pictures, getting our story, getting our information, and he, you know, we got a, he got our story published in the New York Times. We got a full page with our leading off of the front main page. So it was like a really special story that was, uh, that, was, that was there, and that was a big thing for us. So that got us a big, like, big swarm of energy. And including in that energy was a lot of book publishers spread the story and was like, man, you know, this will be incredible as a book story, as a, as a book. So a lot of book deals started coming through, the, coming down the pipeline. And we, we went back and forth and took the best one that we felt would be the best for our story with the best team. And, um, and that's what we did. So we just started working there, just hanging out with our, you know, the authoring of getting signed to, to a book deal and put all of us together. And he's represented by an agency, and um, he just started spending time with us, just getting our story, taking pictures, hanging out with us, basically like a fly on the wall, getting the insight, everyday life of what it was to be in the Compton Cowboys, and what the whole culture is, the lifestyle, the members, the backstory, and all that. So um, he did. We he spent about a year with us, just hanging out, you know, doing that, collecting, collecting, and then uh, started putting it together, and we went through a whole process of just going back and forth over the pictures and what we, what, what, what the book would say, but it's pretty much his process. You know, he's a writer, so that's what he does. You know, he, he submitted a text to the publisher and we just went through the whole process. It was really, really special process, just doing business and creative together. 
and uh, as a as a as a group, we 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 did it. We nailed it. You know. But the fact that he followed you guys, I think, makes it more personal too. Because you know, you know, a lot of things people just maybe send a story to the author and they interpret it however they may choose. But at least he was in the field with y'all to be able to catch the real vibe of the story. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, for us, it's all about authenticity. And I think that's what's special about the book is that it has a very candid approach. Like, his approach is basically like, I'm just here and uh, I'm just I'm just giving you guys an inside look on what I see in my everyday chilling with these guys. It's not like a necessarily like, oh, he's telling a story that has a very consistent like, hey, this is the, you know, this is the arc. It's the beginning, middle, and end. This is the storyline. It's not like that. It's more so like a very candid profile of all the different members, how they feel, what they're thinking about, what they've been through, why the whole lifestyle is special to them. And then he kind of ties it together with just the, the, the thread is of, of like the mission of like horses saving us, us saving each other, being at the ranch, representing this different idea of, of cowboy, different idea of blackness, different idea of, of Compton, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's a good read. Yes, no, sure. everybody watching right now, yes, it's Black Cowboys in Absolutely. the center of Compton, California, in the Richland Farms. You understand? Sir. Yes, sir. Now, Randy, I said, I, I, I like how you said um, you guys were unapologetic with sir. Uh, the structure of the book. And then basically the story of the Compton Cowboys, which I kind of like because if it wasn't authentic like that, then it's like it's not you and it becomes fake and no one really gets to know and dig deep into wanting to read the book or wanting to get to know you guys on a personal level through this book. Um, from from my experience with the Compton Cowboys, um, and, and I'm pretty sure we all know this and a lot of people thought that you guys were just, all right, some black cowboys that ride horses in the hood. But it's not even like that. It's it's not even just bringing kids and, and showing them away by riding these horses, staying away from the streets. You guys are actually in the streets working and helping the community build it up. And, um, I mean, we know firsthand from that, from, from vibing with you guys and collaborating with you guys on one of the one instance. And it was like, man, these dudes really are in the streets helping the community. It's not right. they just right here just riding horses. It's not just that. It's not just inviting people to hop on horses. It's like yo, we're getting our hands dirty just like how everybody else in the community should Absolutely. help this community, you know? So that's 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 what I like about y'all, man. And, and I'm so I'm so happy and proud about your book. It's, now that this is the opening, um, did you guys, I mean, was there a lot of sales that, that happened today or do you think it's going to come through oh, within yeah, the we, next few weeks? The publisher is handling all the numbers um, on the back end. And so uh, there was a pre-order that was available for about the last uh six months i believe i have to get that timeline right and then there's that's out officially now so there's like now like you know publishing day sales and stuff that are happening so we'll get all the quarterly reports from the publisher um okay, when that so. stuff comes in they, they don't monitor, we don't we're not monitoring that in real time every day uh at least i'm not on my end they probably are but um we're getting a lot of yeah, I was looking at my our social numbers today. It was going crazy, like going just, berserk. Yeah, just going. Berserk. <laughs> we do a lot of we're, we're really big on marketing, you know. So we put a lot of content out, and um, the stuff we put out today for the publishing for the release date of the book um, is getting a lot of response. I put I put some up at six a.m. this morning, and uh, it's already got like five thousand likes and like two hundred uh, one hundred and fifty comments and a bunch of reshares and reposts. 
So, um, you know, it's going crazy, and we're excited. I think it's doing well. I think it's going to do very well. Um, I mean, you know, we're shooting for New York Times bestseller. Let's That's the type of shit that we own. We, we, our publisher is the same publishing company that did the book Hidden Figures, which they ended up adapting into a movie that's Roddy B. Henson starting with Octavia Spencer. A couple of other, uh, I think, the, what's her name? Uh, it was Taraji. Octavia, and I forget the other person, the other girl who was a star. But yeah, you know, that movie was very well. The well. figures, the one when they were. The, the astronaut. The, the, yeah, working yeah. for NASA. Yeah, working for yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw that movie. So the, the, the writer who did that book is our, we're, 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 we published our book with the same publisher. And actually, that writer gave us our opening review comment on the cover. You see Margot Lee Shetterly, she says, okay. eye opening moving book. It's at the top right there. Um, who's the author of the book? Shout him out. Yeah, shout out to my boy Walter Thompson Hernandez. Man, he's uh, he's a uh, educated young 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 man from the area. You know, lots representing the, the Latino vibes. You know, his family is off Mexico, and uh, and um, and then he got a, a you know from the United States his pops, and um, and it's fa- funny. I coincidentally. His dad is a professor at Occidental College who I knew, uh, Professor, professor Thompson. And that's uh, uh, an interesting connection that we didn't even recognize at first until it kind of came up. And he was like, man, you might know my dad. And I was like, what? And then I ended up knowing, like, that's Professor Thompson. He teaches black studies at Occidental College, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, he's a dope dude. He's just a, you know, kid like us coming up from the hood, coming up in the hood, you know, kind of halfway you know, he got the whole, like, immigrant experience, though, too, you know what I'm saying? Because he's, like, first gen over here making it happen. Um, and uh, But he just from Linwood, and he was like, man, I want to, I want to, you know, do my story about something that's real. So he just, he ended up going to, you know, I think, am I correct saying that he went to Stanford? Mm. And he ended up getting his journalism degree and all that. And he's like, man, I want to, um, you know, he ended up getting hired at the New York Times, young, young ethnic boy, you know what I mean? representing so he wanted to do something uh that was that was authentic to his life and so this is what he did so he did our first story got well received ended up getting a book deal off of that got the book deal done wrote the book now we got the book out now i'm sitting here you know and it's in our hands two three years later so major major love to walter man good dude man good dude where can they find the book at right now amazon our website yeah you can i mean you can google it's gonna pop up everywhere because it's available at all retailers so you know we got hard covers we got the e-reader and we have uh, audio books as well all that stuff nice. on all platforms whether it's google or audible or, or apple music um you know barnes and nobles all those typical spots you might see it kindle Did you- amazon no did you guys, um, as a Compton Cowboys, did you guys have like a big say in the book, or was he just like you said he was going off of just like uh, watching you guys on a daily basis and basically writing this, or did you guys get to do interviews with it, or kind of structure the book the way you guys wanted it to? Well, our my, our whole style, you know, and me as the managing member of the crew, my whole style, you know, with all of our projects is to have executive oversight of everything that comes out with our name on it. Um, but at the same time, my style is to let be very um, supportive of the creative process. So, you know, as an author and a writer, my thing is, you know, to let him do his thing, right? How he sees fit, you know, and then I'll do, I'll review, re- review for 
you know, edit, make edits, general edits and stuff. But it's not my, for me, it's like, it's not my in, intention or my place to come in and kind of like, you know, over micromanage his work because this work is a representation of his perspective and everybody sees different things, sees things different and speaks and communicates different about what they see. So I didn't want to go in and be like, oh, I don't take, take this out or don't say this like this. I just, you know, he's a, he's a writer. He writes books. He, he, he has a certain perspective on it and he did. He wrote what he saw and, uh, you know, we went through it before it came out. Um, and, uh, so, you know, yeah, that's just how it goes. It so has his name on it as the author. So that's what we want. I want to make sure we stay true to that. So with that free range that he had, you are a 150%, 200% satisfied and happy with the way the book came out. Yeah, Correct? I have no complaints. Okay. I have no complaints about it. So in um, the book, but in the book so far, like, can you give us a story or something that's in the book that like the people would be really interested in? You know what I mean? Yeah, without giving away too much, because I want folks to really get dig into it. But um, there was a there was a moment in the book that there's a moment a story that talks about um how the police killed one of our horses. Mm. Um, the horse was involved. And, you know, this 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 is a common story that we all know too often and feel too often of being antagonized by law enforcement and the whole kind of story of black and browns being gunned down in the street by the, by the police, you know? And so that theme, that theme is consistent with, you know, even in, you know, coincidentally with the horses, you know, to have a horse that was gunned down in the streets by the police sure. uh, is, 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 is really, is wild. And it's, it's, it's heart, heart wrenching. It's eye opening. It just speaks to a lot of deeper issues between the streets and law enforcement. And different Without giving away too much on that, was somebody riding them or it was just out there? The yeah, the horse got out and got hit by a car. Mm. And, uh, and you know, there's supposed to be a whole process about how you deal with injured animals in the streets. Mm. All right, stop, 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 stop. This dude Jones is trying to dig in too much. He ain't trying to cop the book, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, to, it's, hey, a stop, little, to, yeah, it's a good little. Stop. I mean, there's a lot. And of then, uh, and then, can you tell us what happens on paragraph five? Like, yeah, yeah no, it's I'm, all I'm, good. I don't want to get no spoilers. It's all, no, it's all, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> I'm just trying to pick something in my head right now because I want to know was it someone riding or not? Because that yeah, was, no, I mean, yeah. So, so you know, without get like I said, I'm not gonna give away too much because I want everybody to go and read it, but um. Yeah, you know, the horse was out, got out, got hit by a car, and there's supposed to be a whole process with how you deal with injured animals, you know, right. on the streets, whether you're dealing with animal control, and they have a whole process. And it ended up, unfortunately, going all the way left and being handled by the police in the streets. And, you know. So when we see any stories, like, of the members, like, they come up or, like, they struggles, they trials and tribulations, will we see anything like that in the book? Exactly. That's what it is. Okay. It profiles uh various group, groups members of the group and their backstory and their lifestyle and how they ended up becoming a cowboy being from the hood being from Compton, you know nice nice yeah nice so randy say what's been going on with you during the quarantine how y'all how y'all holding up over there how's the ranch how the how the lifestyle i know a lot of shit done slow down right now for a lot of things so how's that how's that for y'all right now Man, interestingly, it's been very good for us. As far, well, you know, how do I phrase it? Because, you know, it was starting to get, there's been uh, some hardships and there's been some 
beautiful moments in it. And I think we're balancing that pretty well. But overall, the energy is good and everybody feels good. It, it got rough for us a little bit at first because, you know, the economics and finances of running the ranch took a hit, obviously, with the whole lockdown, shutdown situation happening. But luckily, we got community members. You know, that's where Dr. Dre stepped in and made a major play to make sure the horses and the ranch could stay open for at least a year with uh, with providing funding, you know, just from us having our name out there and me working in the streets trying to get with them. And, you know, because it's all about, you know, community. It's all about the city of Compton, if anything. So that's just a testament to, like, how how the city of Compton, if when you – that pride and that community feeling of it, like, you know, even him not even ever meeting me, just right. like, here, man, y'all, I don't want y'all to close down. Here goes some funding. Make sure y'all feed the horses and keep the legacy and the story alive was major. So that was like, you know, there's been a bunch of beautiful moments. That's definitely in, in You need, we need people like that in the street. So shout out to Dr. Dre for that, bro, because. Big shout out to Dre, you, man. You from a city and. You repping that city and you in a position, I feel like it's always right to do what you can for the city. And obviously he sees something special, something positive, you know what I'm saying? And that's that's all we need more attention on, you know what I'm saying? Take the take yeah. the thinking from all the bullshit and understand there's still positivity going on within these neighborhoods. Cause you we all know the pictures painted bad for cities like Compton, Long Beach, anywhere in LA County, the pictures always painted from the hood perspective. You know what I'm saying? So you know that there's also activities and programs within these communities that are positive. It's definitely major and it's big and it needs to continue in the, in the world, bro, in general, because in times like this, I feel like we're being put to a real test right now. You, you as a person being put to the test, people around you being put to a test, it's like, are you going to be able to withstand something this bad? So when it when this is over, we can understand that we bigger, we better. We know how to be kind to our neighbors, help each other instead of it just being a me me type thing. And I think this is big, and that shows that right there. Yeah, yes, on that point exactly. It's like the us having to be forced to not to basically stay home and not go anywhere, which our home for most of us is the ranch. You know, I live here. Most of them, my family, our family lives here, and then our other a few other members live here and around here. And uh, this is the only place we've had to have each other. And it's actually brought us closer together as a unit, uh, made us a lot more in tune with the ranch and the horses and the animals and just have another level of appreciation for being able to be outside um, and be uh, in nature. And, you know, because my heart goes out to all the people that are cooped up in apartments or little units and they don't have nothing, nowhere to go and nothing to do. And that's driving a lot of people crazy. So really, again, that's been a silver lining is like, this 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 coronavirus locked shutdown um, stay home measures has actually made us even more spiritually in tune with just each other in the world. It's been actually really refreshing to not have to be on the hustle and bustle because you know when you're living in the big city and you're trying to grind and provide for your family and all these things, you just get so lost in the shuffle every day and you don't even get time to really sit down and appreciate, like you said, your neighbor appreciate some good cooked meal home cooked or appreciate people don't know their neighbors. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you know, like now people don't know, know their neighbors. Food, or, you know, appreciate some food that's cooked or appreciate just being able to sit outside and feel the breeze. You know, how often... Speaking of cooked, everybody, tapping with the man below. Um, Big Poppy's Cookies, he's out here making... Oh, bro. For the world. I need all y'all to know, 
Big Poppy's Cookies. This man has taken his time during this hectic stay home measures. It <laughs> is some of the best cookies to comfort your soul. <laughs> Make sure to tap in with that boy Jay Lata. I Big appreciate Papa's it. Cookies, and he will get you right. Papa's cookies, man. I'm definitely gonna hit you after this on that. On that. Trust shit. me, bro. It, this this shit will melt yeah. in your mouth and in your hands, bro. I promise you. Man, that. I don't want to order as soon as we get off of this off of this beating. I'm serious, cause my my you know I just had my second son, and his shout out know, to him. Uh, shout out to Verse. Yeah, my, mm. my baby Verse, and uh, he's four days old now. But his mom, you know, she loves her some sweets and some cookies and all that. So she gonna love it if I just put in a good order for her. So hey, I got you, I got you, brother. So yeah, but we were talking about yeah, just being able to appreciate the little things that we take for granted. Being in the big city, hustling, bustle all the time. I feel like this has been so good for just slowing down life and making you appreciate those things that we take for granted. And that's been the silver lining of all of this. Is you know, just slow down. Appreciate humanness, appreciate nature, appreciate time together and time with the kids because our kids need us. We always Mm -hmm. got passing our kids off or being gone from our kids because we're trying to hustle, which is crazy, the irony of it all. But, you know, for us to be able to now have time to be with the kids is so good. Watching movies with them, playing with them, letting them learn. It's been so good. And then for me personally, I've been recording music and all that stuff and just I've been grinding because, you know, I work. I love to work and I run my own businesses and I work for myself. So, I've been able to still work because of the way I set up my business models. I do a lot of stuff from home anyway. Right. So um, I'm, I've been still working. I've been working on my, getting all my admin, admin, all my admin together for all of my companies, getting caught up on finances and record keeping and right. documentation and then recording music, man. Like, and even that, this quarantine sat, actually sat me down to make me focus on music because that's all I had as an outlet to, 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 to do anything fun and exciting. So I recorded music and, I ended up, you know, like I said, we got the whole connection with Dre, but now I'm now I'm sitting here. Now I'm a a, 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 a developing artist with Dr. Dre. You know what I'm saying? Congrats, congrats on that. Congrats. Thank you, man. So it's been great to just man, like if it wasn't for quarantine, I would have still been looking, trying to search and find, see what I'm doing. A little bit lost and focused with my music, but being just locked down basically made me zone zone in and I was able to catch a catch a wave, catch a stride and I recorded a whole album. Yeah. Do just that. Tap into your inner whatever you good at. You know what I'm saying? Like if you at home on the weekends, you can't go out, you ain't going to the clubs no more, you ain't doing this, doing that in the third. It's time to tap in to what you got going on because in the time like this shows us that even if you are still lucky to be employed, things can go south, you know what I'm saying? And if we all can use our creativity and build our own things, we can always have something to bounce back with and not feel down and out and feel like you're worthless. So that's to everybody, y'all need motivation. Right now, you're probably at home wondering what's gonna happen next. You know something, you know you. somebody told you, oh, I like when you do this, I like when you did that. Tap into that right there and that's what's gonna spread and people gonna mess with it. And shout out to you and Keep dropping them bangers. Like, I ain't going to get no info out on that, family, but. Yeah. You know I got some jams going, and I got some more coming. But I'm just excited for somebody such so iconic as Dre to say that they like my music and to and to believe in it and actually go further to say they want to work with me and to, to start working together on making my music career move forward, man. That's just, I mean, that's priceless, and that's that's the blessing. And, and that's, you know, truthfully, that's what I – that was one of my goals with 
the Compton Cowboys platform being built up was like I knew I saw because I've been doing music for a long time and I've been struggling with trying to figure out what direction to go. Sometimes you get lost and run into roadblocks and stuff. But um, I knew once the Compton Cowboys concept kind of came up, I was like, man, this could be a great opportunity to build a platform to, to launch the music. So I built it up. I knew I would get recognition from local leaders and, 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 and people in the city that's doing major shit, including the Dre's. I knew one day Dre would holler at me. That's what's crazy. Like I, I felt it in my spirit and I was working to actively towards it in these streets and to get a phone call from him directly to my phone and for him to say, hey, yo, this is my line, save me direct, like let's get grinding. That's just major, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm just humbled by, by that. Um, and I'm just enjoying, honestly, I'm taking the time to enjoy it. Just whatever that's out there to enjoy. I'm that's what's up. Now, since you did just have a child, fam, recently, last couple of days, during the quarantine, um, what was the experience at the hospital, fam, if you don't mind telling us? Because the stories I'm hearing is that people got, if you go in, you can't leave. Only one person can go in, you can't leave until the baby's born. Can you like give us the rundown? Is that is yeah? That my hospital experience was actually pretty flawless. Uh, I was at shout out to Torrance Memorial Hospital. I'm sorry, so it was a great hospital experience. Uh, I've had both my babies there, and both times it was great. The people are nice, and they're so clean and organized and fast. And my yeah. babies came out, came in, you know, and they got us all hooked up pretty soon. But I was there. Uh, we got there in labor, and yeah, it was pretty pretty standard. I would say it was hardly you know, to my surprise, there was hardly anybody in the hospital. Um, but you know, they had the whole protocol of being wearing a mask and no, no extra guests, like only mommy and daddy. And, um, uh, so I was there over, over the course of a weekend, went in on Friday, she popped them out, nice. uh, in the middle of the day. And then we was there for two days. We had great service the whole time, food and nurses coming in and out, making sure everything was good from top to bottom. The experience was flawless. And that's so a big shout out to that hospital. And I see why they're so top, so high rated. Um, um, big shout out to those folks and all those nurses over there. So I have both my babies there, and uh, now they're both at home right now. They're at home right now, eating and and and, <laughs> and whining. <laughs> That's great, bro. This quarantine, you know, it's hit a lot of people, but I'm so glad, and you know, we are blessed that it hasn't really affected us at a bad point right now. I mean, look at you and your individual accolades that you just mentioned. Um, but to hop off that and to kind of get back to the Compton Cowboys, what now? I mean, once this this stay-at-home thing is, is done with, what now? Like, you guys brought out a book. You guys have uh, a documentary or maybe a movie series coming, you know, TV show coming out. Who knows? I don't know if you have anything in the works. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, we got a band. I'm, I can't wait because we got projects in the cut. We got stuff loaded up in the chamber that we're ready to drop out. Um, we did another big ad campaign with Adidas that we still got to drop for their global team. Uh, you know, we did we did a campaign for the Shelto SS20 Superstar, which is going to be coming out um, once this thing is over. We had it queued up, and then right at the last minute that we pulled it so we could focus on messaging around coronavirus. Um, you got you, you think you thinking about a documentary anytime in the near future? Uh, well, we actually have a uh, um, a feature film in development right now with Fox Searchlight Pictures. Um, it's a it's a real movie coming out. I'm executive producing the script. Actually, just got turned in last week, so uh, we're with the major team. My uh, uh, the studio is against Fox Searchlight, who did Twelve Years a Slave. They did Birdman. They did Shape of Water. They actually have 
in the last six years, they've won Best Picture, the Oscar for Best Picture, three times. So uh, they're like the they're like the the, the the New England Patriots of filmmaking, right? Um, <laughs> a black, a black, basically a black hood western. I don't think that's ever been done. Yeah, no, it hasn't ever. Oh. So that's what's exciting about it is because it's something truly original and fresh that we're working on. So that's the the studio is Fox Searchlight Pictures. Actually, they go by Searchlight now. They're no longer a, the Fox uh, sold all the media assets to Disney, so mm. they no longer have the Fox moniker. It's just Searchlight Pictures now. Um, and so we're, um, yeah, we're, that's the studio that's doing all the distribution and doing the deal. That's what we did our deal with. The producer of the film is Lynette Howard, Lynette Howell Taylor, who, uh, produced uh, A Star is Born with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. And she also produced the Oscars and the 2020 Oscars. Um, and the writer who's doing the screenplay is Prentice Penny, who also does Insecure, the, t- the TV show, HBO. So once this thing is lifted, once this stay at home is lifted, you guys already got something lined up, a oh, bunch yeah, of stuff we, lined up. Yeah, we big, we big booming, like I said, especially now with Dre getting involved and, and um, you know, my next major project focus is, uh, is going to be my album. And then nice. while that's happening, you know, for, I have, you know, we're pretty much midway through, which uh, midway through my f- five-year entertainment strategy that we, st- that I launched on my vision board 2017 to 2022, we had a year by year entertainment uh strategy that we would attack a, a different lane each year and compounded until by the by 2022 we would be fully saturated across the entertainment space from uh from media to to branding film tv music literature product marketing you know i mean um, merchandising and product so um we're about halfway through that now we've done media we, we've done so many just features on all these different magazines and newspapers and things um, we had in the next year was, 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 uh, was fashion. So 2019 was a, a, a big year for fashion. We did, worked with a lot of major brands, uh, including like Zara and Louis Vuitton and different things like that. Um, and obviously Adidas and a few others. Um, and then, Basically, um, big boy business going on. That's what's big going shit on. Popping, big shit popping. So now in 2020, 2020 is the focus. We're going to focus on the book this year. Get the book is out now. We're doing. We're going to focus all year on just press and you know events and all these things surrounding the book. Even in quarantine, we're lining up some virtual uh, events and stuff. So 2020, we're focusing on literature, which is the book. 2021 is going to be all music. So my album will come out top of the year, ideally. And 2021, I'm going crazy with the music. I'm doing videos. I'm touring. I'm using that as a platform to get the music the story out there. And then 2022 will be film. And television so we're gonna we'll likely launch our you know release our our our, uh, our feature film uh, in theaters worldwide uh, in 2020 top 2022 and they use that to spin off into television scripted television and unscripted television and uh, then use that to dive into product and all this stuff to sell more merchandise and you know action figures and brands and all these different things so it's like it's like a bit a multi multifaceted you know empire kind of mogul status shit that I'm trying to build because I look at cats like what Jay Z did with Rockefeller or what what Puff did with Bad Boy what Dre right. did with Aftermath and then with Beats and Apple and um you know those those guys built incredible business models based just using the music or just using their using their 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 clout in this in the industry to leverage opportunities. So that's just okay. I look at what those guys did all together, and I kind of pick and pull the best of, of all of their all of their strategies because all those guys are different. 
Uh, Puff is real in your face, flashy. He's the front of everything. He's the mastermind. He's the ID. He's the mouthpiece. Hove is more of like the calculated kind of mad scientist where he's kind of like, I'm in the back. I'm, I pop out when I want to. I chill when I want to. But I'm more, I'm involved in very. But in the meantime, I'm in the back making mad plays. Yeah, and he pops out when he needs to make a statement and actually right. remind people that he is the operation. You know, he's the brains of the operation. And then Dre is just straight up like, I'm I'm music, I'm business, I'm entertainment, I'm all these things. Like I was once this, and now I'm that, and I'm gonna show you how to you know achieve mobile status at the highest level. You know, I mean, you know, he, he went from producing music to being an artist to using that artistry to start a label with, you know, they would sign other artists and make a bunch of other superstars. Then use that to become a, a, a business and co company product, man. Did Dre Beats, sold Beats to Apple for $3 billion a few years back. Now he's, doing all, now he's doing all kind of other stuff. Um, he just re-released the Chronic albums on, for streaming, so that's a whole new deal with the streaming services. Speaking of that, bro, I was listening to that the past few days, too. Man, bump it. It's incredible to have so many hits and timeless songs on one body of work. Like, and I think that's what it is, man. I was really able to really listen to it, like, really for the first time. As through. a grown-up, yeah. Just listen to some of the hitters, you know what I'm saying, that come on the radio. But I, this is my first time really getting into the album album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm actually glad with technology now we got the capability of doing stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have to necessarily go find somebody with the album. We literally can go get it on the internet. And I'm I'm lucky that I was able to even vibe with that because, you know, that shows us we're going to be able to show share this time and this music with our kids too, bro, and keep that moving. I think that's the beautiful thing about music. So especially, like, I ain't going to get too much, like, from what I've been able to sneak peek from your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother, uh, it's a whole nother vibe that that's going on. I love the, I love modern technology. I love all this shit. Like I recorded my album in my studio solo. You know what I'm saying? Like just with having my own setup, like I recorded a full album with everything you hear is my work. Like I got my beats sent in for my boys, but I rearranged the tracks and did all this shit, recorded myself, mixed myself down, bounced it out. And you know, from me start doing that, I have like Dre's blessing, you know what I mean? So it's like, without my technology, I would have been forced to wait on studios to open and smoke and uh, to be a fully self-sufficient musician in 2020 is just incredibly powerful, even all the way up to, like, distribution. If you want to, you can sit there on your own, record a full-length album, do all your marketing and all your distribution and your and your administration solo, just from right here sitting in front of your computer. And uh, But, you know, we're trying to go big, so we're going to try to put it together major with the majors and shit. But, um, yeah, man, it's, it's going on. You know, coming out of quarantine, Quarantine, that's what's going on, man. We we got we got more average, more branding, more product and fashion stuff, but we got music and, and television and, 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 and TV and, and film. Well, y'all obviously got a lot loaded in the chamber, fam, and I know when they open back up, y'all going to continue to make the ways y'all been making. So obviously, y'all got a lot of stuff popping. Y'all everywhere and anywhere right now. So right now, before we tap out of here, bro, just you got some words for the people in this time right now. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot of people out here hungry and need. We got people who's at home going through crazy anxiety, depression. I'm hearing a lot of alcoholism cracking off, fucking domestic violence. Like, you got anything to say to the people right now who may be going through 
some things at this moment, you feel me, before we get out of here? Yeah, you know, to all the people out there, it's all about, you know, we got to find a way to look inward and look to each other in these hard times and keep our head because life is, just has been shifted upside down. And just because it's different and we have less opportunities to be out and about doesn't mean that life sucks. It actually could be a blessing and a silver lining in it if we just make it that, you know what I'm saying? Because modern society has forced us all to be in this nonstop shuffle and we you know we all you know can t- can easily be lost in that so like take this time to you know appreciate time with your loved ones appreciate time with those kids even if they're driving you crazy it's still a beautiful thing to be with them because you know well everybody don't have their parents you know a lot of us grew up without one of our parents or two of our parents so that's beautiful take time to go outside and, and look at the sky and the trees and the stars and and just see all the simple things that you overlook because those things are important. And, you know, I feel like if you just could do to take the time and say, you know what, I'm going to just reflect on, and focus on the simple things in life. I think you'll find it to be a lot less stressful than you imagine in it at this moment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, you know, obviously the economy is suffering and people's pockets are hurting and stuff like that. You know, look out for each other, feed each other, look up the different uh, resources that's out there to get food and get help. But, uh, it's all about community. That's the whole idea of community. I think this is what the biggest takeaway from all of this is. It's like, we have to understand what it means to be a community. Community is a collective of people together, or, you know, uh, whether it's proximity or together by ideas, but people focused on helping each other and uplifting. And unless, if we don't have community now, this is the time to, let's say, okay, damn, we need each other. Let's develop this, build community. Let's, you know, you got rice, I got beans, you know, blah, 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 yeah. you know, you got time, you got your kids from this time to that time, I'll do this, or how can I help you, You, I can help you fix your car, can you help me fix my lights, my, my electronics, you know, like, we could go back to that old school system of barter, you know what I mean, for the time being, because money ain't really nothing but a tool to help you get what you need. That's, what, that's what a lot of people trade think, mechanism. You know, money is probably, money's a wild object, and it is. like this, it, it is. shows us all how fast that shit can either get snatched away or taken yeah. away and now you got to rely on your resources. Because it really ain't nothing but a trade mechanism to help you get the things that you actually want and need. So money is like a middleman. You know, if you could skip past the money and get to what you need. Day, like, I'm not about to dive deep in it because I know Jay got to go. But at the end of the day, they pulled $2 trillion out of thin blue sky. So <laughs> I mean, we make money. It. Money is man-made. You just make it. But that's it, what I'm so, saying. It's like, right. at the end of the day, they talking about there ain't no money for this, that, and the third is all shenanigans. Yeah. That's what be stressing the world out. Yeah. <laughs> tapping into that, and yet yeah. you pull two trillion, I'm hearing they about to drop another five hundred billion. So you don't you don't tell me the is you can't feed the homeless and get these get these streets cleaned up in LA. Like it's yeah. it's gonna work to me. Like y'all just, small cap. Yeah, I'm just glad that, you know, all this stuff is on the front line for everybody to see. And I think this is going to reshuffle a lot of the way that we do business and politics and just community and, and everything. all that. So, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. But anyway, y'all go get the books. Yes. You know, you got the main one, Compton Cowboys. Then you got the Young Reads edition. If you got some younger kids that want to, you know, read, it's a good opportunity yeah. to quarantine to get your read on. We all need to read a book, so, you know, go yeah. ahead and do that. We appreciate the support from we going. I'm going to cop y'all book, cop the Cowboys book, and I'm going to cop uh, Reza Islam's book, bro. I read Reza's book. Yeah, it's definitely worth reading. 
two people out of the Richland Farms, come to California, making maneuvers out here. So you know what else is worth? You know what else is worth, bro? These damn cookies. Yes. Get at me, Savvy. I'm going to hit you. Matter of fact, uh, Jay, Justin, text me that number. Or, you know, oh, yeah. text me Jay's number right after yeah. this. I'm going to put in the order for sure. I'm Big telling pop. you, it's going to be the best cookies you, you ever tried. Chip? You got chocolate chip? It's going to be the best cookies you ever tried, bro. <laughs> I'm raisin. telling you. Nothing. I, I, you want chocolate chip? You get chocolate chip, bro. I'm telling you. I'm with it, bro. I'm going to hit you. Thank make you. Got you. Make sure you got a red cup with some milk in it because it's about to get hectic. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the recommendation, man. Y'all stay up. Come to Cowboys, man. I'm out of here. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right, dogs. Till next time, y'all. All right. Peace. Jay Lato. Bro. Yes, sir. Hey, good episode. Thank you, brother. Spark that the dark. Your boy Jones. And your boy Jay Lata in the dark car. Yeah. <laughs> drop. I was about to tell you, turn your lights on. <laughs> like the headlights, you know, that lights up top on the roof? Right here. Yeah, bro, it's just hella dark. Yeah, it got dark quick. It's because it's hella hot, and you know, your boy's been catching the tan. Hey. So you could, I'm matching my clothes right now. Before we go, drop the, um, the app for the Big Poppy so people can get in contact. Listen, if y'all don't believe me, bro, then copy yourselves. It's on my, on my Instagram. Big Poppy's Cookies, B-I-G underscore P-A-P-I underscore cookies. If you don't know how to spell cookies, don't order them because I don't let idiots eat them. <laughs> or maybe order them because maybe you'll become smarter after eating these chewy, soft. Listen, the ones I'm doing right now is chocolate chip, white chocolate with macadamia nuts. And that's, that's all I'm doing. Or you get chocolate chip and that's it. Like uh, every other week, I will drop a new a new batch, a new flavor, and then that will be the batch of the week or the batch of two weeks. And I'm doing only five orders, six orders a day, and I'll let you know when you can pick it up. Absolutely. Well, yes, sir. I want to appreciate you, brother, and shout out to Randy Savvy again. Cop the Cowboys. Y'all keep doing your thing. And until next time, it's your boy Jones. And your boy Jay Lata. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.